Welcome to the Abiding Hope podcast and our fourth installment in our Forward in Faith series where we're introducing our 2022 theme, Choose Love, Choose Hope. I uh, am excited to hear, this is one of Pastor Doug's favorite verses, so I'm excited to hear him teach one of his favorites out of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is where we're heading. And, um, you know, as we as we have been processing through this choose love, choose hope theme, uh, we've talked about Moses and, and needing to lead the people from one really extreme, extreme circumstance into another. Um, well, three really, from slavery into the wilderness and then into the promised land. And all of those were daunting. All of those were difficult. Jesus, in our second podcast, um, uh, in the Sermon uh, sermon on the Mount, he, he said, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. He, 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 Jesus made it very clear that this work we're doing is heart work. Not, it's hard, H-A-R-D, but it's heart, H-E-A-R-T. That we have to choose to love. We have to choose to sacrifice. We have to choose to pour ourselves out. These things don't just happen because it comes with risk. It, it, it comes with commitment. It, it's not easy, right? We need each other in that. And then last week we, we focused on uh, St. Paul's writings in Romans chapter 12 where he says, uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed through the renewing of your minds. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, that that God needs our whole selves. You know, uh, I've often said when we talk about money, uh, God doesn't want your money. God doesn't care about your money, you know. Uh, God wants you, and he wants your whole being. Because God knows when he gets your whole being, he also gets your money too, right? I mean, there is some of that. But uh, when God gets our whole being, then our minds begin to be shaped and formed in alignment with God's mind, right? We, we grieve what God grieves. We, we, we celebrate what God celebrates. We can see more clearly the broken places, the injustices, the, 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 the divisions, uh, the deaths that exist in this world. And that grieves us as it grieves God so that we're more willing to pour ourselves out, right? So really where our treasures, in, treasures are, there our heart will be also. Well, this week's passage is also St. Paul from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I'm going to read it. And then we're going to unpack it a little bit because th- this, to me, is a, is a short snapshot of God's heart and what God envisions humans being in partnership with God in the world. That's, for me, what this passage is. It's very highly missional. So St. Paul wrote, From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So th- what that means is that we, we look at, at people and we just see them as people. You know, I'm sitting here with my brother Jay. You're just a person, just a dude, right? Just a guy. No, you're not. You're the offspring of God. You're the bearer of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you carry the same gifts that are in God because you're created in the image and likeness of God. That's in you. Right? And so St. Paul is saying, hey, we used to think these are just people. But now we know they're way more than just people. We're, we're children of God. We're offsprings of God. We, we, we are the offspring of the divine. And, and God dwells in with and, and around us just as we dwell in God. And so what we do to each other, we're doing to God. When we let a human being 
child of God go hungry, we're letting God go hungry, right? We, when we let uh, a, a, a single mother in Haiti who has five children, who, who cries to God daily because her children are sick, her children are hungry, her children don't get to go to school, and she doesn't have the, the means or the capacity or even the opportunity to do anything about that. It's not just this woman crying, it's God crying, right? And so Paul's making this really profound point. We used to just see each other as humans from a human point of view, but now we know way beyond that because of Christ, because of Jesus. He continues, So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. A new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. We're new human beings. We're not old human beings that were governed by, by power and control, governed by division, governed by fear. We're now to be this new creation, these new human beings who choose love and choose hope. We're governed by trust in God. We're governed by agapao, agape, love. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. What a powerful word. Does our world need reconciliation right now, Jay? Do our families need reconciliation right now? I mean, those of you who are listening to this, who are you sideways with in your family? Who can't you talk to in your family right now because of politics, because of vaccinations, because of um, racial injustice? Who is it in your workplace that you avoid? You, you see them coming, you go the other way because you're, you can't have a conversation. Just the way that person talks uh, gets under your skin, makes your skin crawl. You, you feel anxious when you're around them. Uh, who is it on your street? That when you're driving by, you, you look the other way. You don't wave. You don't make eye contact. You don't want to have a connection with. I mean, I can go on all day on this, right? Do we need reconciliation right now? You bet we do. But the way we're doing reconciliation as the world is, well, I'll be reconciled with you if you think like me. I'll be reconciled with you if you act like me. I'll be reconciled with you if you look like me, right? That's not reconciliation. Reconciliation is the ability to be one even though we disagree. It's, it's seeing God and Christ in each person even though you don't like their politics. It's, it's being able to embrace someone as a child of God even though they don't agree on vaccines. Right? That's big. That's hard. That's difficult. And I'm not saying I'm great at this. Um, I don't think any of us are great at this. But this is the challenge that St. Paul is setting out for us. If we are of Christ, we are called into a ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God is reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. Yeah, and, and that's almost a challenge. I mean, it's like, it's in one way, it's like, isn't it great? I've given you this gift of reconciliation. You're like, oh, I've got all this power now. And then God's like, all right, here's how I did it. <laughs> I died to you when you didn't deserve it and loved you when you were not lovable. Amen. Now go do that. That's right. Yeah. And that is like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't want that kind of reconciliation. I want justice that looks like the world's justice. Yeah. I want the people to be punished that I want to have punished. I want the people to be corrected that I want to have corrected without ever looking at the log in my own eye. And I want peace that has no adversity or challenge or difficulty. Right. right. We right. think of peace it's as like an absence peace, of comfort. Pain. 
That's not That's easy. exactly it's right. comfort. That's comfort. But it is living into an uncomfortable life. That's right. When you're carrying a cross. Hey. Crosses are not couches. That is exactly right. And that's how that's where Paul goes with this passage. He you just set this up perf- perfectly. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Do you ever think of yourself as an ambassador? You represent Christ. Wherever you go, you got Christ's name on you. Right. You got that wet cross on your forehead. You're an ambassador for Christ. You're not speaking for yourself. You're speaking for Christ. You're not living for yourself. You're living for Christ. You're not acting for yourself. You're acting for Christ. Isn't that what an ambassador does? I, I've always I've always thought it very interesting that our, our Muslim siblings, they don't get to hide in plain sight. Yeah. And so everything they do represents not only their culture, their background, but their God. Yeah. If we all had to walk around with Christian written yeah. on our shirts, yeah. I wonder how different we would act. Well, you know, that's a fascinating point. I've had African-American friends tell me they feel that pressure when they're in the white community. Yeah. That 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 an African-American person, you know, in, on a team or um, uh, it, 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 on a, a staff at a, a company, whatever, isn't just representing themselves. Like you or I, you know, I'm just representing me. Um, no, they're representing their race because right. they're, they're the extreme minority in that. And so how they act and behave and perform isn't just personal. It's representing they're an, ambassadors. They're ambassadors for their culture. Their culture, their absolutely. Yeah. Right, right. And so I, I, when I hear this text about being an ambassador, you know, the, how easy it is for me to hide my faith yeah. in community right. and how different it was if I had to wear that hat. Every day, all every day. Every day. And that everybody knew, right. you know. So, you know, I, I know that we don't wear a lot of collars mm-hmm. here, um, but when I wear a collar sometimes, I can tell how I act different. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, yeah. You know, that right. I know that people, I walk into a store and I'm going, I know they're looking at me thinking, all right, you. Well, some think good things and some think not so good things. I mean, that's just reality of that. But listen to this here. So we are ambassadors for Christ since God is making his appeal through us, not through skywriting, not even through the Bible. God is making God's appeal to the world for love, for life, for wholeness, hope through us. Ross, we're the message. Oh, no. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the message. Paul said then, we entreat you then on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Mm. So before we can be reconciled to each other, we've got to be reconciled to God. Mm. We, we have to be willing, again, to empty ourselves, to pour ourselves out, to allow God's vision to become our vision, to allow God's hope to become our hope, to allow God's love to become our love, that we're not living out of our own choose love, choose hope. Yeah, we're choosing it, but it's God's love and it's God's hope that we're choosing, right? Not just what I think the world should be, not not just the way I think things should go, but based on, and again, we've been reading scripture here and, and discussing this, what's God's vision for who this world is to be and how this world is to live? In the last line, I almost didn't omitted it, but I think it's critically important. And the reason I was going to omit it is because it's hard to understand. For our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin. He's talking about the Christ. So that in him, we might become the justice of God. It's hard to understand. So I think what Paul is saying there is we see in Christ Sin means missing the mark. 
I don't believe that that in the Christ, the Christ misses the mark. But I believe when the world judged the Christ, the world judged the Christ as missing the mark. You're wrong. What you're doing here, Jesus, is wrong. This is not the way the world is supposed to be. There are rich and there are poor. God created that. God likes it that way, right? Some are winners and some are losers. God seems to... They, they called Jesus Satan right. when he taught That's right. this. They it, called him. They said he has a demon. That's right. And so the Christ was made to be sin. We're right. You're wrong. We're on target. You're off base. Right? And, and that was the justification for arresting him, beating him, humiliating him, nailing him to a cross. And then God said, not so fast. Not so fast. When God raised Jesus from the dead, God was making an emphatic point to the world. God was saying, no, it's not the world's way. He was showing you the true way of life. He is love. He is hope. He is peace. He is oneness. He is all those things, right? And now we're being invited into that. But being invited into it isn't just for us, just so, hey, I'm now in the church, or I get to go to heaven after I die, or these kind of, that's very selfish-oriented. Us being in it now is we're called to die the way Jesus died. We're called to present ourselves as living sacrifices, or bodies as living sacrifices, which we discussed last week. We're called to pour ourselves out in generosity in the same way that Jesus poured himself out in generosity. It's not for us. I mean, it is indirectly. It's for the sake of humanity. It's for the sake of the creation. It's so that life can be per perpetuated from generation to generation to generation. And in that, that is for us. But individually, it really isn't. It, it, it's an emptying of self. We have to be able to see that our lives are bigger than ourselves. We have to be able to trust that even though it looks as though darkness wins, death wins, sin wins, we have to be able to trust that love and life ultimately win. That's what the cross and resurrection tell us clearly. But that's hard work, as we've said. It's very difficult work. It, it, it requires a, a, a new mind. It requires a transformation of our thinking. And it requires community. Um, yeah, I'm an ambassador for Christ, and I mess up a lot. And I need brothers and sisters to come alongside and go, you know, Doug, the way you said that <laughs> this week wasn't exactly the best way that could have been said. And I think you may have alienated somebody or, or crossed a line somewhere. You know, I, I talk more than I probably should, and, and sometimes I say things I probably shouldn't. But to have brothers and sisters around me who love me, and who see more in me than I see in myself, who are not afraid to sit down with me and be honest with me and open and we can engage in a conversation and a dialogue, that's how transformation takes place. Mm -hmm. It takes place through us thinking about our thoughts, thinking about our actions, thinking about our words, thinking deeply about our, our experiences in relationships. What, how have we participated? How are we participating in the perpetuation of injustice or brokenness or or could I do I dare even say evil in our world right because I know I have um, I know I have and I, I may be right now I mean the shirt I'm wearing maybe was was made by a child laborer in some Asian country somewhere and by purchasing this shirt I'm perpetuating abusive economic systems Wow that's deep 
Um, but it takes that level of reflection, meditation, contemplation, um, uh, in order for us to, to really become self-aware and to become aware of of God's presence in this world and, and what God is doing in this world. Or specifically God's justice. You know, where it says in the text that by doing this, we are enacting what, and God's justice doesn't mean guilty, innocent. It means recognizing where things are not right and naming it and then doing something about it. That's it. You know, and living into those two things for sure. I, I'm really just stuck on this idea about being the living sacrifice, as we said before, the ambassador, the message. And how am I letting my love be genuine? How, where am I putting my treasure? Where am I living out where I'm choosing life and not death every day? And, and thank you for saying that because that's a perfect wrap-up to this. Uh, what we're going to be doing in 2022 is helping people to choose love, choose hope. That's going to be our focus for the entire year. We're going to align all of our ministries around this. Worship, uh, family, youth ministries, uh, everything we do is going to be aligned around choose love, choose hope. Because as we're coming out of this pandemic, I hope we're coming out of this pandemic, um, there's a lot of brokenness and a lot of pain. And it's in each of our families. It's in each of us. It's in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods. And we believe it's going to take a lot of ambassadorial work of being Christ uh, in our homes, in our schools, in our workplaces, neighborhoods, beyond. And um, we're not equipped fully, each of us, to be this. And so we're going we're gonna to strive as a community to, to, to walk together as living sacrifices, as ambassadors. Uh, we're going we're gonna to strive to pour our treasures out uh, in places where we want our heart to be as well, in, in creating a sense of oneness with God, all of humanity and creation, that's going to be our focus for next year. And so as we talk about giving it abiding hope, yes, we've got an organization we need to, to provide for and have the resources for, but this is deeply spiritual. This is a saying yes to God or saying no to God. Am I choosing to be a part of God's mission in this world or do I have no capacity for that at this time? Regardless of, of, of your decision, Please make a decision. Just don't enter into this blindly. Enter into prayer. Talk to your, your family. Talk to your friends about how they see God in you and, and how they uh, experience God's call in their lives because we need community as we go forward. But my hope is and my, my challenge is that we be so moved and inspired to choose love, choose hope, so that we and all the world may experience real life. It matters now more than ever. Thank you for joining us for these four weeks. I, I pray that you have been just as inspired as I have. Um, I, I've grown a lot. I've learned a lot. And I'm really thankful for um, this time. If you'll join me in prayer, um, even as you listen to this podcast, I invite you to pray along with us. Uh, God, uh, your spirit is in us and it's welling up inside us. And uh, a mighty word is coming up from our guts into our throats, and it's coming out, and it's saying, yes, God, we want love, we want hope, and yes, I'm willing to die to the things I need to die so that I can become a living sacrifice, um, uh, wholly acceptable to you, God. 
Um, God, I, we know, I know that my yes or no doesn't change how you think about me, but it sure changes the way I think about you. So transform my hearts through the renewing of my mind that when I choose life and love, I become that ambassador of your justice, a justice that doesn't give as they deserve, but gives as a, as a life of generosity and fullness into the world. Uh, God, thank you for that mighty yes that you have planted in us to the gift of your spirit simply by being your children. Strengthen us in our call, strengthen us in this community, and send us out as your ambassadors. And we pray all these things in the name of love, whose name is Jesus. Amen.